Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and we are so excited to have you guys with us today on Women Camp. This month, we have been, we started a series on mentorship and coming to the understanding of us as women needing to mentor um, the younger women and just mentor women who may need that in their lives, not that there is any struggle or anything like that. They just need to have someone to come and walk alongside of them to help them to navigate where they are in life, someone who's been there before, someone who's courageous, someone who's find themselves being able to speak the word at the right time to help someone to navigate through the things that they may be dealing with in life. And so as we continue on this this segment that we have on mentorship. Last week we talked about legacy and the importance of legacy. And this week we go into how to establish a lasting legacy. And it's so important that when God gives you a purpose or gives you a vision or there is a divine destiny that you believe that you've been chosen to do, that you look at it from the perspective of not just all that the role that you will play for the time frame that you exist here on the earth, but also the role that will play after you leave the earth. And the legacy that we establish is not just it's not about us. It's about our role that we play in the overall plan of how people's lives may be impacted. And I believe that as we continue in this segment, we will continue to look at and discuss these these areas and why it's so important to establish a lasting legacy, not looking, you know, not instilling the values and the principles and um, uh, just in yourself and not looking to um, see them come forth in the lives of someone else. And when I think about legacy, I think about the, you know, as a Christian, I believe in God and I believe that the Lord allowed his son Jesus to come and die for my sins. And as a result of that, I believe that God placed us here and gave us a divine appointment to, to be his children and to and to represent who he is as our father. And because of that representation, we must also recognize what God has, what he wants us to establish and what he wants us to do. And so as we are continuing to push forward and do what God wants us to do, it's not just about us. It's not just what we need to do. It's not just how we want to operate. It's not just how we we need to um, handle things, but it's really on what is his plan? What is his, what is his plan that we're fulfilling? What is his desire? Uh, and because God looks at the grand scope of everything, 
and he navigates our lives to fit into the great master plan. And I believe sometimes we overlook that as we are pushing forward to be the men and women that God has called us to be. How does that fit into the overall scope of who God wants you to be? What is it, you know, how does that fit into who he's called you to be as a person and who he intends for the person that's coming after you? What is his intent for their lives? And so as we go into this discussion, I'm so grateful to have with me today uh, Dr. George Fraser, who's going to talk to us a little bit, and I'm just going to ask him to give just a tidbit on the subject before we dive deeper. Dr. George. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Prophetess Savola, for giving me the opportunity to come on and and share with you mighty women of God once again. Um, I, I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about legacy and establishing that legacy, and, and very quickly, the bottom line of establishing a legacy is being obedient, truthful, honest, and teaching others the same things that you have learned and the same things that you've been called to be obedient to. Uh, for us as Christians and as children of God, the 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 basic um, understanding for us is that as we live a life that is devoted and obedient to, to God through Jesus Christ, then as we share those same things with our children and the people that are in our circle of influence and live those things out, we are establishing a legacy. And, and not only are we establishing a legacy from us forward, we are continuing a legacy from those who sowed into our lives uh, to get us to where we are. So I'm looking forward for us to have this conversation and uh, just share with, with you all some of the things that God has shared with me. And so as we continue the conversation about legacy, I know that even as we look at what legacy means and how it's described in, you know, in the dictionary, it's described as the amount of money or property that that is left to someone. You know, we typically look at that from a will or whatever, in that particular perspective, like when someone goes home or when they pass, that they've left you something behind. And that is a legacy. Another component of legacy that we want to talk about, because I believe that aspect of legacy is important, because, you know, the Bible reminds us that we are to leave an inheritance for our children and for our children's children, and that's a legacy. And so even in that, why is it so important that we have the, in a sense, physical legacy as well as the the um, the spiritual or the principled legacy that we leave as well as recognizing that the legacy is supposed to be perpetuated? So the Bible talks about leaving a legacy for our children and our children's children. And so that means that the legacy just doesn't stop with just me or with the next person, that it's supposed to be perpetuated from generation to generation to generation. And I think that sometimes we may lose sight of that in our rush for us to get to the place where we want to be, that we don't remember to instill the principles to help our children and their children and their children's children be able to um, – in a sense, cross that threshold of success that God has placed over their life. 
And when I think about this, I think about how, um, you know, as we are growing up and we look at, you know, as an African-American woman that I am uh, or black American, we we look at when um, black Americans came here, they were put into slavery. And the whole intent of, of that was for us to remain slaves for eternity, right? And so as we bridged out of slavery and, and, and God just blessed and we moved into being considered to be citizens, then our focus became fighting for not just ourselves but for the future of every black American. And that is considered to be a legacy. You're not fighting the fight. You know, even when uh, Martin Luther King would make his speeches, he said he hoped that one day his children and their children, and what was he doing? He was establishing a, a, a basically a diagram to show how he intended to help the impact that God had given him to, to fulfill was not just going to reach just him and those who were in that generation, but the generations to come and to have such a lasting and impacting legacy on our world. And when we look at establishing a lasting legacy, that is the whole intent, not just for something that reaches you or something that's tangible for you and the very moment that you are in, but also what are you leaving for those who are behind you to pick up and carry forward? What is that legacy? What is the principle? What, why, what represents your family? When I look at the word legacy in, in this particular case, I'm looking at it from women. And women, as we leave legacies, what are we leaving them for? Who, who are we tying to the legacies that we are leaving? It's so important that we recognize that we are not just here for ourselves to be satisfied within ourselves, but also to reach to the next generation and to the generations to come. And I think that there's been such a pull in our world for independence that we've forgotten the need to be interdependent, and that's dependent upon each other and, and being there for each other and helping each other to achieve the next level so that the generations that come behind us recognize that there's such a level of importance in doing their part. There's such a level of importance in being there for each other. There's such a level of importance of helping each other to continue to propel and exceed and excel into who God intends for them to be. So as we continue this this subject matter today, and I know I've been, you know, getting deeper and deeper into the conversation, but, you know, Dr. Charlene and uh, Samantha, I appreciate you guys just taking on this uh, segment last week and, and talking about, you know, the importance of legacy and us understanding why it's so important to have legacy. And I'd like for just a couple of minutes, you know, uh, Samantha, if you could just give us a backdrop, and Doc, if you can give us a backdrop on everything that we covered last week and as we go forth into discussing how to establish a lasting legacy this week. Samantha? Amen. Good morning, everyone. God bless you all. Um, on last week, and, and we missed you on last week, Prophetess Savola, um, Dr. Charlene did an excellent job in, in talking about mentorship. Oh, and, thank you. Amen. And and Dr. Charlene did an, an excellent job in talking about mentorship and, and um, why we need to be good mentors and, and asking excellent questions as far as what, what, is, what are the things that we're doing um, 
concerning mentoring others and how do we see ourselves as mentors. And when we and, and that's the foundation for what we're going into on today. When we begin to talk about being a mentor, that means that we are we've done something to prepare ourselves and that, that no matter what the the age is, whether we're older or younger, that um that there is someone that is that is looking at us, that is examining our lives, that is gleaning from us, and and those are important things that we have to realize um, as as people of God and and people in general that there's always someone watching you, there's always someone that is looking to learn something from you, whether that be negative or positive. So in in leading to where we're going today, what is it that you want people to uh, to remember you for? Amen. So I I love that component of talking about the importance of recognizing that we have to reach out and we have to be the mentors that God has called us to be and making that impact on the lives of other women and other people. You know, and as a mother, you know, Growing up and and seeing our children grow up to become adults, because all of my children are grown and gone, um, there you know there is that challenge of feeling like, am I leaving an impacting legacy on my children? And I think that you know as I'm learning and growing at the same time, I think that it's so important that you know my husband had said this a while ago uh, when our children were growing up and we were talking about our experiences as being young people growing up in our parents' homes. And one of the things that he said was, you know, it's so important for us as parents to trust the job that we've done with our kids. And I think that's so important as we roll into the discussion of mentorship is recognizing that there is, that we've done something to impact someone's life. And when we share with them the principles and we share with them the importance of why they should do what they do, we share with them the importance of serving others and, and being willing to have an open heart of compassion and being able to empathize with others to help them to achieve the next level of success in their lives or to achieve the destiny that God has left for them, I think that it's so important that we, we realize that at a certain point you come to trust the job that you've already done. You come to trust what you've instilled mm-hmm. in that person. And so as we continue this conversation and discussing you know, legacy and leaving a lasting legacy, I wanted to I want to hit on a key thing that there are many people who have left left lagging uh, lasting legacies in our world who were just doing what they do. It wasn't that they were in a sense trying to say, Okay, I'm gonna make sure that twenty years from now you're gonna remember my name. You know, they weren't saying, I'm going to make sure, you know, in 100 years you're going to know who I was. But their the impact of their legacy was centered around the, the contribution that they made to society, the contribution that they made to a person's life, and ensuring that that contribution was so great that that person would want to contribute to someone else's life. And I think that that's a, a very key component of of establishing a lasting legacy, not so that my name would be known for generation to generation, but to remember that my characteristics or the characteristics that I have 
the, the values that I have, the principles that I live by, the behavior that I endorse is something that is perpetuated from time to time to time to time and, you know, onto generations and centuries to come. And I think that's so important that, you know, when we look at the legacy established in the Bible, it goes from, you know, it wasn't God saying that, oh, oh, you know, he wanted, in a sense, his name to be perpetuated, but he wanted the children of Israel to recognize who they were and in recognizing who they were as his chosen people, then they would, what, act a certain way. You would know who they were. And he would characterize them and say, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, right? He would characterize us, and, and those characteristics are, 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 or those values and those principles are how we know, even as ourselves, that we are Christians. There's a legacy of Christ that has been established in each and every one of us, and we recognize the only name that is ever going to be remembered from time, from this time until eternity is the name of Jesus and, and, and our Father God and recognizing his sacrifice and never letting that die before us. And in remembering that, that to me, that's the only name that will be perpetuated, you know, 20 years or 30 years or 100 years from now, and it continues to be perpetuated even till this day because we're a thousand years, you know, thousands of years from when the Bible was, was even established and shared abroad to men. And what is the name that keeps being perpetuated? The name of Jesus. Amen. And so as we look at developing a lasting legacy, why is, why is Jesus' legacy so great? Why is it such a powerful, why is his, his mentorship to the disciples, why was that so great that it caused us to come into this place where we are today that it's unforgettable? That is something that people strive to be like. They, 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 they are inspired to be like him. People, you know, have those wristbands or those those uh, tags that say, "What would Jesus do?" as what as a constant reminder of what his characteristics, being in, being like him, taking on his nature, his behavior, acting the way he acts, thinking the way that he thinks. So, uh, just for a moment, Doctor George, if you would just share with us a little bit about that component of what I'm talking about. Actually, what I hear you saying in in all of that. Uh, Prophetess Savola, is uh, the principle of how to establish a a lasting legacy that the the underlying and most critical uh, principle is obedience. When we look all the way back in Genesis uh, with Adam and Eve, uh, a legacy was established right from the beginning. And if you'll let me back up just a little bit, we're going to establish a legacy. So the question uh, on the table is not necessarily, will I establish a legacy, but instead, what legacy will I establish? Right. Because Adam, in his disobedience, established a legacy of disobedience and sin. Uh, Jesus came along, and through his obedience, he has now established an everlasting legacy of righteousness and, and, and obedience. And so when we look at that whole uh, concept, we have to start out with, am I willing to be obedient to the things that the people who came before me taught me and commanded me? And I, I'd like to take you, if I can, to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, 
And and if we read the entire first through the 24th verse, and I'm not going to read that right now, uh, we can see how legacy, how Moses was establishing legacy amongst the children of Israel. But one of the things that he said in the fourth chapter is, uh, in the fourth verse, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And, and so what he's saying right there is he's saying, hey, when I say here, I don't just mean let it pass from one side, from one ear, and go out the other, but I mean listen to, obey these things that I'm, that I'm sharing with you right now. Um, and then he goes on in that same section, and he says, and thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest down at, in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou rise up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy head, and they shall be as frontless between thy eyes, and thou shalt write them down upon the doorpost of thy house and on thy gate. So what Moses is saying to the children of Israel is he's saying, hey, God has given us some commandments, and if we obey them, and not just we ourselves obey them, but if we teach them, we need to teach them to our children by our actions and our deeds. And so we, we as I said before, we start out with legacy by being obedient. And we as Christians and children of the Most High God our obedience isn't just to someone's theological or philosophical idea. Right. Our obedience is to Almighty God. I like that, Dr. George, because I think that sometimes I, when I look at it from a, um, a similar perspective, I look at it as, are you willing to pay the price for what you believe God wants you to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it starts there. When we look at every person that has left a lasting impression upon our lives, that is so true. That is a common element than willing to pay the price or make the sacrifice to leave that lasting impression. Now, Dr. Charlene, when you look mm-hmm. at this, can you give us, um, you know, an example of, you know, of even what Dr. George was sharing about that obedience and how that is so important? Well, good morning, everyone. It is so important for obedience and and just life in general. And you know, when you when the way Doc was uh, speaking on that, you, you we can look at the process of our obedience unto God, and through our obedience unto God, and and also through our disobedience unto God, our children that we have they. They can see, and now I could. Uh, uh, they can see us and see the example that we live, and they begin to pattern their lives pretty much off of the same pattern that they see us living. So it's it's so important for us to be that right example because you know you're talking about walking in obedience, and and uh, I think about the scripture that uh, Doc just read, and he said, "If you will be." you know, obedient, you know, you, you, you do the things that he has commanded you to do, then this is what the reward is going to be that. The reward is going to come whether you are obedient or disobedient, but you try to teach 
your children and you're trying to leave a legacy or you're trying to build a strong legacy, then you, you, you know, in order to build that strong legacy, you have to live in obedience. You have to live the righteous life. And, and that's the, what you're trying to assimilate down to your other, your, you know, your children and your children's children from one generation to the next. And we would, uh, we spoke a little bit on that last week when we were talking about the different generations. And, you know, I'm from the baby boomers. Then we have the, you know, the generation, uh, the millenniums, and then the uh, next is the generation uh, um, Gen X. And we were saying how there are certain things when you when you look at each generation, there are certain things that are being passed from one generation to the next, and it's not like you know uh, it's changed. It, it you know even though the, the the mentality of the generations change, there are certain aspects of the legacy that's being left. It goes it carries on from the next generation to the next generation. So it, that the essence of that 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 they had learned that they were taught, that they had observed and, and began to pattern them lives, their lives after, it followed from the generations, from each generation. So it's so important for us to make sure that as we are walking this walk and talking this talk, that we do it to the best, you know, give it our all, walk in obedience, walk in discipline, have, you know, well-structured lives that we can make a difference in our families and in our children and our children's children. I like that point, Doc, that you said to have well-structured lives mm-hmm. so that we can make an impact. You know, um, I, I'm reminded of, 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 I believe it was a scripture that Jesus had said that no man goes to build this house unless he counts the cost of what it's going to take for him to build that house. And we look at the legacy that we, we, you know, we are leaving for, you know, in our children and generations to come of Christ. And there is this, there's this house that we're building. There is this, 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 this impression, this imprint that we're building in the lives of our children. And it starts when they are in our womb and when we launch them forward out of the house to, you know, and they continue to receive that, you know, mentorship from us as they depart the home. But it's all tied to what we believe God wanted us to fulfill and the importance of living this life that God had placed in us to live. And when we look at that, it's so, I think it's so profound how, you know, Pastor, uh, Dr. George just talked about obedience. And I thought about it as soon as you said that, Dr. George, and, and, and as soon as uh, Doc was giving her feedback on that, I thought about what are the, the hindrances to our obedience? You know, think about that for just a moment. I know that there are times, you know, even when I was growing up and my parents would say, you know, you need to do this because I said so. And, you know, as soon as, you know, you hear that because I said so, immediately there's this sense of rebellion that raises up inside of you and you're like, oh, because you said so, come on. But the reality of it is, is that there are there are impacts that have been made upon our lives, and and we were shared different principles and different guidelines to live our lives by, and at every turn where where we were challenged to be obedient, there was a distractor there that ca- would cause us to have to wrestle, excuse me, wrestle between obedience and disobedience. 
you know, that desire of, well, I just want to do it this way because this is who I am and nobody's going to change who I am, that sense of selfishness or self-centeredness or arrogance or ego, whatever it may have been, starts to rise to the forefront and, and it becomes an enemy to the legacy that, we, that we're supposed to be leaving for this generation. And so for just a little bit, I wanted to talk about those things that get in the way of our legacy. What are some of the personal battles that, that you all have been dealing with or you all have dealt with or some of the things that you may have noticed in different people and different uh, examples of, of other folks that, have, that they have dealt with in, in trying to leave the legacy that they want to leave but they know that they are to leave, you know, for this next generation? You know, Samantha. Amen. Uh, Prophetess, as you were asking that question, the first thing that popped in my head was fear. Um, fear is that, that thing that gets in the way of allowing us to do what it is that God has, has called us to do, that, that blocks us from building that, that legacy um, that we want to, to leave behind for others, um, because we fear will talk us out of doing the things that we were destined to do. Fear will talk us out of doing the things that we were gifted to do, that we were talented to do. Um, and so we have to get past that, that place of fear. The thing, when we, when we go back and we, we look at the, the example that Jesus left for, for us as far as leaving a legacy, um, the thing that we realize is that there was, there was um, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying and, and, and asking God, is this really what you want me to do? Um, but nevertheless, he says, not my will, but thine will be done. And so he said, no matter what is about to come my way, I'm still going to do what it is that you call me to do. I don't know what this is going to look like in the end, but I'm going to stand fast and I'm going to do what it is that you call me to do, although it's going to cost me something. I know this is about to cost me something, but I'm going to do what it is that you call me to do. And so when we talk about building that legacy, sometimes we have to uh, step past that place of fear. And even from the natural, because we, we talk about the, the spiritual a lot, and sometimes people don't connect with that. But when you look at it from the natural, you think about, uh, you think about Rosa Parks, and, and she's sitting on that bus. She had to get past the place of fear and say, I know this isn't right. Today I'm just going to sit right here. And so sometimes we've got to get in that, that place where we just say, you know, I know people may not understand what I've been called to do. They may not understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sometimes we don't understand it ourselves, but we just know that it's what we're being led to do. And so when we get past that place of fear, we, we find ourselves in that position where we're, being, we're in a destiny moment and we're building our legacy even sometimes unaware. Um, that other thing that, that kind of blocks us from doing what it is that God has called us to do or building a legacy is uh, pride. Pride gets in the way and pride tears down things. I was, I was watching, it was some late night show when I think Will Smith was on there and he was, he's part owner, owner of the 76ers and he said, I'm, I'm talking to these young men and the thing is they're, they're already um, young men that are driven. They're in the NBA. They're already young men that know how to work hard and the value of working hard. He said, so I was thinking about what could I tell them that they didn't know. And he said, the thing that I told them was, don't, now that you're here, don't let one day or one night tear down what it is that you've built. Don't make a crazy decision. And so we've got to get to that point where we don't let pride get in the way and that we're um, 
building a legacy requires us to do some things on purpose, that we have to, even the, the scripture that Pastor George was given earlier, that we have to write some things down so that we know that the steps that we're taking. Um, and sometimes it's not even about, with sometimes for some people it's not about um, building a legacy. It's not with building a legacy in mind, but in everything that we do, that's actually what we're doing. We're building that legacy. We're leaving um, leaving a legacy behind, leaving a promise behind to uh, those who are who are watching. Amen. Uh, Samantha, I really, really like what you were saying um, about fear getting in the way. But the thing that I thought about was trust or lack thereof. Lack of trust in mm-hmm. in either the 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 person who is our mentor, um, lack of trust in the process, um, uh, lack of trust in in the uh, in the the near outcome of what it is that that we've been called or asked to do, um, uh, because a lot of times when we're when we are on this journey of uh, building this legacy, we run into some some things that when we look at them uh, right in front of us, it looks like it's a roadblock. Um, even though we were told just keep walking straight, we see something that says that that, that our senses say, well, I can't get to there from here. So let me take matters into my own hands and devise my own way of getting through this perceived obstacle because I don't trust what I was told to do uh, by the person who has already been there before me. Uh, one oh, of the things okay. that I share with my, with my students um, is I, I tell them all the time, I've already been 16, 17, 18. You haven't been there yet. So the things that you're facing – though you may be facing them in a different way than what I had to face when I was growing up, um, I've already been where you are, and I'm trying to give you some suggestions on how to get through what you're getting through. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, because they don't trust where we've, what we've already said, they don't feel like what we're sharing with them on how to overcome that obstacle is of value. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I, even as I, I looked, as I was reading uh, over this week, and I'm starting to read back through the Bible again in, in Genesis, where um, God told Abram to just go to, just leave his home and his family, and then God would tell him where he's going uh, as he's on the way. Well, I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, the God who told me to go, who I trusted enough to go in, I didn't trust him enough that when I came upon people of another land, I would continue along the journey. But instead, I, my wife and I decided that um, I'm, I'm going to tell them or I, I want my wife to tell them that she's my sister and not my wife because now I'm afraid that they might do something to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't trust the fact that the God who created everything, my God who told me what to do, would still be there to protect me, so therefore I took matters into my own hands. Um, uh, and that, that was Abraham. 
or Abram that that did that. But the reason I kept saying my my because in in a personal sense there have been so many uh, um, detours that I've taken in my own life uh, because I got to what appeared to be a roadblock and I didn't trust that that my God was going to continue to take care of the matter so that I could continue on the journey on the path that he gave me. And in taking that, that detour, it delayed and it interrupted, if you will, um, the process of building a legacy for, for my family. Um, so, uh, yes, fear causes us to, to uh, inter- causes or interferes with us building that lasting legacy, as well as lack of trust in the one who established the legacy before us. Yeah. Amen. I was thinking about the disappointment uh, could be, is another key uh, factor in that that would stop the legacy from, you know, uh, being carried on. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times people get disappointed in those, you know, people that have been mentors unto them. And and I'm looking at, you know, in structured mentorship as far as the family, you know, and uh, 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 loved ones and friends and things of that uh, sort. And the disappointment of things that they've done or, or disappointment of uh, where we have failed uh, in 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 areas where they have shown us the way uh, or, or been that uh, example for us, but yet there was a disappointment that came either on their part or on our part, you know, that caused us to you know not want to uh, continue on. But either way, I have you know uh, you know I I think I've been here for a little bit. Thank God. But either way through the process, (laughs) what I've learned is I see how, you know, if you continue to live on and and you know that you have laid that, you know, good, solid foundation of structuring and and mentoring, you know, of the individual, you will see how they will begin to go back to that that they had been taught. Mm-hmm. Even though they, the, mm-hmm. the, the fear may have been there, the pride may have came, the distrust may have may be there, and the disappointments may have happened, eventually it's like, you know, what we call, you know, eventually you wake up. You know, my husband always talking about, well, you know, you wake up and smell a coffee, you know. And, and in the process, you know, eventually you, they will wake up and they will uh, 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 go back to, oh, wait a minute. Okay, uh-huh. I know all of this has happened, but I remember when taught yep. this. I remember when I, you know, when 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 my mama, when my dad, or when my grandma, my grandfather, or when my uncle, auntie, or whatever was dealing with this uh-huh. circumstance or this situation, what what they did to correct it, and that is, you know, that's what you what you want to see happening. When you're talking about leaving a legacy, even though they may, mm-hmm. sometimes you know they they act like they haven't really grasped what you what you've been teaching or instructing them in. Sometimes you know uh, it seems as if they just you know like in their own little you know world. But there are some things that 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 we leave along the way. Those breadcrumbs that we leave along the way, they eventually go back and pick them up. 
and start patterning their lives after it. So it's you know it's important for us not to go back. You know when we when we when we've given the instructions, when we've shown the way, not to keep beating on them and beating on them and beating on them because it's there, it's there somewhere, and eventually it's going to come out. So we just all all we have to do is just continue to what trust God, believe God that eventually we're going to see those good positive, you know, uh, uh, things that we have embedded into their lives along the way. You know, I like what you were saying, Dr. Charlene. It reminds me of the scripture, um, as uh, Dr. George is pointing out, Proverbs 22 and 6, to chain up a child in the way that they should go so when they're old they won't depart. And it's so important that, as we look at leaving and a, a lasting legacy, that we recognize that this thing carries on for generation to generation to generation to generation. And and as we plant that seed, as you were just talking about, that seed is going to bring forth fruit. And part of planting that seed, the, the intent of planting that seed is so that the bearer of that seed will be willing to what plant the seed <laughs> into someone else. And then the bearer of that seed will be willing to what plant the seed into someone else, and that this is perpetuated from person to person, generation to generation, and never to be forgotten. And I think about the contributions that we make in our society and what we make to other people, and how when we when we reach a certain level or certain um, area of, of 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 achievement or success, however you want to talk about it, there is there was a price to be that was a price that we paid in order to get to that place. And sometimes I think that we leave out that component when we are sharing legacy with others. And I like the the um story that uh Samantha had mentioned where she was talking about Will Smith and had, how he was talking about the team of the seventy sixers and, and what could he share with these young men to help them to, to navigate where they are. He gave them a principle. Don't allow yourself, don't don't get lost in the moment to where you will make a decision that will cost you, you know, what you worked so hard for. And I thought about that as you were saying it, you know, because Samantha, that's something that we share with our kids on, on a regular basis. I know George shares it with the the, the students that he works with. Um at, uh, with his ROTC program, JROTC program. But even when we were raising our kids, it was something that we kept saying to them is that don't make a decision to that will blow all the hard work that you, you, know, that you have done to get to where you are. And, and I think that sometimes we need to be reminded of, the, of that as ourselves as adults, right? As we, as we are leaving this lasting legacy, I think one of the enemies to our legacy, as, as Samantha was talking about, is our pride. And sometimes we can get caught up in what we've done and what we think about what we've done to where we forget the the lasting legacy, the true intent of why we got started in the first place. So important that we don't allow that, that puffed upness to keep us from leaving that legacy that we intend to leave. And I think that one of the areas, if I were to flip the script and say, how do we sustain a legacy, Pastor George already talked or Dr. George already talked about obedience, right? And sustaining that, and I think that maintaining integrity, being trustworthy, being honest, is another way that you maintain your legacy. Because when you're trustworthy and honest, it means that there's a level of transparency that you release to those who you are grooming, 
And so that means that they get to see a side that maybe everybody else don't get to see. And so in that, you know, when you have someone that you're mentoring or you're sharing or you're coaching them or you're helping them through, one of the things that you you have to be is you have to build an atmosphere of trust. They have to be willing to trust you. And Dr. George hit on this before. And as you're building that, how do you build trust? You build trust by what you share. You build trust by by being a person that's trustworthy, not sharing what someone shares with you, not using that to manipulate them in any shape, form, or fashion. You 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 do that by by um, uh, being credible as a person, being a person of your word. You know, saying what you mean, meaning what you say, letting your actions match your words, and your words match your actions. And so people look at that and they watch that. And as we are, you know, leaving this lasting impression or this lasting legacy and the lives of others, we have to remember that ourselves. We have to remember that in our transparency, it helps those around us that we are grooming to trust us or to trust what we're doing and and to be able to feed into them, to be able to help them to understand. And and granted, as you're developing, as you're building this this legacy, you got to recognize that everybody's not going to get it right then. But it doesn't, it does that, it's like what Doc was just saying. You're planting the seed. You're planting the seed. And when you put a seed in the ground, sometimes the, sometimes the seed don't come up right away. You know, have you ever planted, you know, I have this aspiration, this desire to have my own garden. So, you know, <laughs> it's still, still in the back of my mind. And I've had uh, maybe one or two gardens between, you know, from, uh, from when I decided that I wanted to have a garden until now. I've I've had, you know, a couple of different gardens, and even in that, I realized that when I put the seed in the ground, that every seed doesn't always populate at the same time. They don't always come up at the same time. And so I'm all watering it, nurturing it, talking to it, you know, trying to hurry, you know, trying to get it to come up because I see all the other seeds got it, and they're, you know, sucking root into the ground, and they're shooting up, and they're coming up. And there's this one, I'm like, you know, I know I planted that seed at the same time that I planted the other ones. I know I've been watering it with the same consistency that I've been watering the others. I know I've done this the same way that I did it with the others, but that seed is just a little bit more stubborn. And so it's going to come up when it's ready. And I think that sometimes that's that's things that we got to remember because, you know, I know in my upbringing there may have been some areas in my life where other people had advanced far more greater than I had. And, and they were looking at me like, okay, I know we planted that seed. <laughs> I know when we planted that seed in you, it should be bringing up some seed. It should be bringing up some fruit right now. What's up? You got delayed growth going on. And, and, and I think that that's an area where even as we as, as those legacy seed, seed bearers or seed sowers, have to remember that even when we're planting that seed out there, that it may not all shoot up at the same time, you know, and and that doesn't mean that we stop watering it. That doesn't mean that we stop fertilizing it. That doesn't mean that we stop tending to it. That means that we keep tending to it. We keep watering it. We keep fertilizing it. We keep putting it in the right conditions until it's ready to open up and grow up. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, as we look at that, at building the lasting legacy is knowing that all seeds don't come up at the same time, mm-hmm. knowing that all of them don't open up and grow up at the same time. And even if some of them come up together, sometimes they don't all grow together. They grow at a different pace. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see one, it's just blossoming, it's just taking off, and it's just growing, and it's got fruit on it. 
And then next thing you know, see the other one, you're like, I don't even see. I don't see. No, I remember I had some corn stalks, and I saw one corn stalk come up, and it's shooting up, and I'm like, I'm feeling all nice and motivated and happy. And, you know, I see the dog bringing up, you know, some corn. Then the other one, it's just looking at me like it's got corn. It's got a stalk. But ain't no corn coming on it. And I'm like, what is going on? The other one right in front of you is good. You both came up at the same time. You look like mm-hmm. you developed in the same way. And then all of a sudden, you ain't got no fruit. So we got to recognize that there is seasons for every seed that was planted. And it's not going to always come up at the same time. But that doesn't mean that we, we stop doing what we're doing and, and making that impression upon a person's life. Is when we're mentoring people, when we're sharing with sharing, because mentorship is basically you're sharing your life with someone. You're helping them navigate through their lives by sharing your life with them. And as we're mentoring people and we're helping them, and you know we can't take over the reins and do it for them. I mean that's that's one thing we just absolutely cannot do because they won't learn. You know you it's, you can't keep put you know by you know what is the saying about. Um, it's better for me to teach you how to fish than to keep giving you fish mm-hmm. uh, because if I teach you how, you'll be sustained for the rest of your life. But if I mm-hmm. keep giving you fish, then you'll depend on me for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important as, as leaving that, that lasting legacy or establishing a lasting legacy that we recognize that we have to teach people how to fish. Amen. We have to teach them how to fish. And that is a difficult process. Everybody is not going to get it at the same time. Everybody's not going to see the need that they need to, why they need to learn how to fish. You know, everybody's, I remember when our kids were, when I was telling our kids they need to wash their own clothes. Why do I need to wash my clothes? You wash our clothes. <laughs> and so I had, to, I had to remind them that when you leave the house, you're going to have to wash your own clothes. And they felt that they were too young to learn. But I felt that they were at an age of knowing so that they could learn. And in learning, they will perfect it over time. So by the time they left the house, what? They would know how to wash and fold their clothes masterfully. And so the same thing goes with us as we're leading these lasting legacies. It's to recognize that we cannot hold our hand back. We still have to leave our hand open wide to help those who, are, who we are mentoring along the way. Doc, I feel like you got something to share with us. I was just thinking, uh, listening to everything you all were saying, I was just thinking, thinking, and it it was kind of comical because I was saying, you know, uh, don't just do what I say, but do what I show you, you know, live by my example, you know, because uh, uh, we could say a lot of things, but how do we live afterwards? So, in other words, you right. know, you're talking about that legacy, and you're talking about, you know, the children and and you're saying the children saying, well, you know, why do I need to uh, wash my clothes? You know, I'm looking at you. You do a good job at doing that. You know, you, 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 you got it down pat. You know, why, why do I need to start doing this? Why do I need to, you know, learn how to separate clothes and how to, you know, add the laundry detergent, you know, and make sure I don't put bleach on the colored clothes, you know. Why do I need to learn all of that, you know, when you do right. such a wonderful job at it, you know? But it's all in that process of mentoring. So even though you're not, you know, thinking that you're mentoring, as parents, you know, we are. 
you know, even as siblings, you know, we we are mentoring. It's 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 just a a part of our process of life, and 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 that God established it from the beginning. You know, when he when Adam and Eve was there, and then you know when they started having the children, when the children came forth, then there was examples that was being set, and 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 how they are to govern their lives and how they should live. And 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 that that started the legacy from from that moment on, and it went from one person to the next person. But the 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 thought that just came was, you know, the children saying, you know, why should I learn how to clean my room? You know, why should I learn how to wash dishes? What's the purpose of it? You know, when when I'm looking at you, and you know, you got it. <laughs> you you you're doing such a wonderful job at it. It's, it's, it's important for us to steer them in the right direction so that they will understand that I'm doing such a wonderful job at it because I was trained or mentored in, in, in doing, you know, in doing it the right way. That That's why it looks so easy to you because you see me doing it. But I want you to learn mm-hmm. it so it can be easy for you to get to for easy for you to do, and then in turn, you'll make it easier for your siblings or your children or someone else that you know. Uh, 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 you may adopt a child, or you may just be as Doctor, you know, is Doctor George. You know, you may be an instructor at, at at a school or a camp or somewhere where you will have these young minds that need to be taught in that manner. That's something that they might need. So you can show them the right way to do it. You can show them that, you know, you want to be happy in what you're doing. Right. Amen. Modeling. Yes, modeling. That modeling behavior. Samantha. Amen. Uh, as as you all were talking, I was just thinking about um, – <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about my own children as they as they they struggle to to try to hold on to the legacy of Theo Huxtable, um, and and have their rooms look the way they they desire them to look. And I'm fighting. And one of the things I, I say to them is, your wife is not going to talk about me because your room looks that way, or you missing. You know, and and I never thought about it in the concept of legacy, just such a small thing, but that's exactly what it is. Um, it's the way that we train our children and 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 what what things that we're leaving behind. Um and, and another thing I thought about is that, you know, we all do things just a little bit different. And that's just leaving a mark on who we are and and, and what God has called us to do, um and learning to accept others other people's differences as we go. Prophetess Savola, as you were talking about the, the seeds and planting the garden, one of the things that, that, that popped into my mind was that um, as as those who are watching, as those who are, are building the legacy and those who are, are being trained, that the the thing that came in my mind is you were talking about planting the seed and watering the seed, and some seeds come up just a little bit slower. The, the thing that came to me was that um, – as that person who is being trained, as that person who is being mentored, don't uproot yourself before it's time. And don't uproot yourself because you don't like the root that goes into it. Even that seed in the, in the ground has to go through that uh, process. 
it has to go through that breaking process. And so a lot of times it's that person who's being trained, it, even something as simple as washing clothes. You know, for some people that can be a, a frustrating thing. Well, I can't get this. Where, where does this piece of clothing, where is it supposed to go? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But when we submit mm-hmm. ourselves through the, the process, when we allow ourselves to go through the, the point of being being trained, being mentored, learning what we can learn. And I love what Prophetess, uh, what Dr. Charlene said as far as um, uh, sometimes that that it's about what I do and not so much about what I say. When we're when you have somebody who you who is uh, being mentored, they're watching everything, and they're not only listening to what you say, but they're watching what you do. And it's so um, so vital that we we the mentors that that we understand that our character, our integrity, that all of those things play a vital role in, in leaving a legacy, but in those who are watching, those who are, are learning, those who desire to, to go higher, that it's important that you don't uproot yourself from the process before it's over. One of the, the, the great things about Elijah and Elisha is that he was there to see his mentor being lifted up higher. And because of that, he received the double portion. He received the double mantle. He didn't uproot himself because he didn't like the process. Because we all understand that Mm -hmm. in being a prophet, there is no no easy route, that you go through the training process. And so, you know, it's about staying, staying in that place to receive the lasting legacy. Wow. And as we prepare ourselves, we have about three minutes left on the broadcast today. Dr. George, if you would just share with us some words. This has been a great time for me to be here with you ladies today. And and as we close out, I just want to share uh, something that my brother-in-law were talking about, Dr. Dr. Darwin Seeley. Uh, We were talking about legacy, and, and he said, you know, George, legacy is like an oak tree that the planter of that oak tree will never sit upon, sit under, but his children and his children will. And so I, I, I looked at that and I was like, wow, uh, because in my mind's eye, I could see this picture of a 100-year-old oak tree that provides shade for so many people, but the person who planted that that seed a year or a hundred years ago, a century ago, only had a very small seed that he or she put in the ground, and now it's providing shade for so many people and and so many uh, 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 different species of, of God's creation. Even and so, as we as we are, are building this lasting legacy, we need to always remember that what we start today is going to be beneficial to someone generations beyond us. Amen. Amen. So, ladies, I am so excited about this segment that we've been doing on mentorship and legacy because it's so important as It's so important as we continue to transition in our lives, and even as we go into the new year, I want you all to keep this at the forefront. Everything that we do, there was a key point that was brought out, and it was that we leave a legacy without even intending to leave one. You know, you don't have to, in a sense, be saying, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. 
But in every action, every reaction, everything that we do, everything we lay our hands to do, we're leaving a legacy, we're leaving an impact. So I want to encourage you to continue to lead the impact that God is giving you to lead. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for joining us today on Women Camp, and we look forward to having you with us next week. God bless.